You have just tuned in to the one-year anniversary season of the Cowbell Factors podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Sierra Vaughn, Senior Director of Agency Marketing for Cowbell, signaling a new era in adaptive cyber insurance. Cowbellers, I am so excited about our guest this season. We have with us our very, very first Cowbell partner, specifically from RPS, uh, Risk Placement Services Incorporated. We have with us the EVP of Executive Lines, Mr. Manny Cho. So let's give a warm Cowbell welcome to Manny Cho. Welcome, Manny. Thank you, Alexis. I, <laughs> I thought you might do the cowbell, so I wasn't quite sure. So that's awesome. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's not a cowbell welcome without the actual cowbell. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> so excited to have you on the show today. I know that we're going to be able to get in some really, really good conversation and have a good discussion today. So let's get into it. Awesome. Let's go. All right. So, Manny, I think it's always really helpful for our listeners if you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, and your current role at RPS. Sure. Um, well, first of all, thank you guys for including me in the podcast. Um, really of a great pleasure to be here today. Um, so my current role, as you mentioned, I'm um, with RPS. Uh, I've managed the executive lines team uh, for RPS, we're about 130 people across the country, and we focus specifically on management liability, professional liability, um, and cyber liability lines of cover. Um, uh, for me personally, I mean, I've had a lot of different roles prior to RPS. I've uh, actually started my career on the underwriting side as an underwriter trainee with Travelers. Um, I then spent a number of years with Chubb. Um, in their middle market PNC and technology groups. Uh, I was fortunate enough to um, move to AIG in 1999, where we were building the first uh, net advantage uh, form for them, the first commercially available cyber form. Um, and then I spent time on the wholesale side with a firm called Carpenter Moore in the Bay Area, uh, where I focused on professional lines and cyber. And, um, and then I spent some time on the retail side and then back to the carrier side and then, um, back with RPS about seven years ago. Um, I've been involved in cyber since 99. Um, you know, back when I first got involved, um, there was a, a, a broker by the name of Emily Freeman. She actually created one of the first cyber programs and policies in London. So, um, big shout out wow. to her for really starting, you know, what today is a huge industry. Um, yes. And then uh, back when we started, you know, there were four perils, unauthorized access, unauthorized use, transmission of virus and denial of service. Um, wow. Yeah. So pretty amazing how far we've come. <laughs> Absolutely. I love, love, love your background, Manny, because when I tell you, you can literally give us a look in today's and tomorrow's and even past threats because <laughs> you have really seen where the industry has gone, which is really awesome. Yeah, I, I was looking through um, some of our old, old, old stuff from back in the day. Um, I mm -hmm. actually um, worked with uh, with a firm called Stanford Research Institute, SRI. Um, when we were first trying to uh, create an MGA around cybersecurity. And um, mm -hmm. many of the questions that we asked back then, I mean, obviously the technology is different, 
but a lot of the issues uh, that impact insureds today and carriers are still the same. They all revolve around people and training um, and awareness. So it's pretty interesting. We've changed a lot, <laughs> but we really haven't. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that kind of leads me to my question. Um, I love to hear some of your insights on the state of cyber insurance today compared to where it was when you started. Well, I mean, you know, the, the biggest changes from, you know, four, four perils liability only to a policy that pretty much covers everything, you know, even system failure on a computer today. I mean, the world is very different. Um, you know, we, we mm-hmm. a lot of times reference Moore's Law um, when we talk about technology advancements. But, you know, today we can do on a cell phone what took, you know, a building full of computers to do in the past. So, um, you know, the speed of technology, the use of technology, the applications, the data we're able to manage and gather, um, have access to at multiple levels have definitely increased um, the the threats to companies, the um, the need for protection and, and security, mm-hmm. and really, you know, have posed a lot of challenges to carriers today. But um, very, very interesting. I mean, every year there seems to be um, a lot of new and interesting variations to how people are trying to acquire and breach systems. Um, you know, it's kind of like the uh, the kids in school that uh, learn how to cheat um, or, or do things to cheat on tests <laughs> versus the ones that study. You know, the cheaters are yeah. always like one step ahead and you always have to catch up. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, what are you hearing, Manny, from policyholders in terms of things that they either maybe want to see um, or even concerns that they have even going into 2023? Yeah, so, I mean, I I think, um, you know, to put a little plug in for RPS, um, my colleagues, Steve Robinson, uh, Adam Connor, Brian Dobes, Comer McHugh's, Zach Kramer, they actually put out the uh, 2023 cyber market outlook. Um, and they talked about a lot of nice. these issues. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, capacity is definitely an issue that hit us last year. Um, and we still see carriers trying to manage limits and not provide, you know, extensive limits as they did in the past. So, you know, now one, two, and three, maybe five is sort of the norm versus um, 10, 15, and 20. Um Pricing is definitely an issue. Um, you know, the past couple of years, carriers had to right size because of an increase in ransomware events and claims. Um, loss ratios were quite candidly getting out of control for most carriers. Um, and so there were pretty significant rate increases over the past couple of years. Um, you know, some classes of business worse than others. Um, so I think insurers are really, you know, they're kind of looking at their budgets trying to determine what's going to happen next year and, you know, can they even afford to buy based on some of the things that have happened in the past. Um, wow. So, and then the last thing, the biggest thing for insureds, I think are really, um, you know, the, what they need to do to even obtain um, insurance today. So, you know, the applications are much more um, detailed and require a, a significant um product knowledge and system knowledge that um, people, especially in the SME world, um, do not have. 
um, you know, the basic qualifications to be able to qualify insurance for insurance like MFA and in some cases EDR and um, some of the other back end system requirements that are um, that are sort of mandated by a lot of carriers, you know, just not able to implement for a lot of small business owners because of time, money or just technology constraints. So. I think there, you know, the the balance between um, what we can afford to do and what's practical is really, you know, the biggest challenge for carriers, for brokers, and for insurers as we look into 2023. Absolutely. So, Manny, can you share with our audience um, your view of the key trends that you're seeing in the market and maybe what they should be keeping a close eye on? Sure. I mean, you know, I think uh, as we have attended a number of um, conferences this year um, and heard, you know, everybody's reports around uh, decreases in losses. I mean, obviously the increase in protection uh, that have uh, been mandated with the use of MFA and some other protections um, have impacted losses. But really, I think, you know, in my opinion, the war in Ukraine and the tying up of a lot of resources um, in that area have definitely also had a significant impact on the ransomware claim. So um, watching ransomware trends will probably be something that carriers will continue to look at. Um, you know, we are seeing um, in terms of claims a, a huge increase in terms of the number of social engineering, uh, wire transfer fraud or invoice manipulation claims. Um, you know, I call that kind of mm-hmm. death, death by a thousand cuts. You know, I mean, you're, you're sublimated <laughs> yeah. to a hundred or 250,000, but you get a number of those. Um, you know, you can, you can have the same kind of loss ratios as you have with ransomware. So, um, yeah. a little under the radar there. Um, and then we're definitely seeing, um, you know, more attacks on third parties. So not necessarily directly toward insureds, but, you know, toward their vendors or suppliers or, you know, trying to circumvent their system. So as, as solid as they might be, you know, they're, uh, the people that they do business with may not have the similar protections in place. So, you know, really putting in place um, those verification systems to make sure any change requests or any outside access to your systems are really compliant with what you're trying to do as an insured are really um, trends that we're seeing um, just in terms of claims and claims activity. And I think here is we'll put more mind to um, the last thing, you know, I, I think we're all starting to see a, a bit of relief on the pricing side. You know, we just hope that we're not getting back to um, pre soft market conditions. Um, you know, I think most of the carriers are, are, um, are providing some rate relief to certain classes of business, but you know, we'll see what happens next year. It's you know still a very competitive landscape. Absolutely. So, what are those main uh, the main driving factors for you when it comes to where to place business, Manny? Um, you know, I mean, always you know, with us, coverage is key. You know, there um, are a lot of different forms in the market, and you know, there's some very subtle differences between the way coverages are provided for. Um, you know, social engineering cover or the way that subsidiaries or newly acquired um, entities are looked at. So based on the type of insured, you know, it's really up to us as brokers to make sure that we place 
the right coverage, not the cheapest, but the right coverage with the, the right company. Um, claims payment history and their experience always a big concern for us. I mean, um, I love the fact that Cowbell has um, brought the claims in-house and you have a very experienced team and person leading the charge. Um, that, Definitely. That to us is, is very big because at the end of the day, you know, paying claims and being able to manage events is really, you know, is a key to everything that we sell. Um, capacity stability is another big factor for us. I mean, we look at who's providing um, carriers with their capacity, if it's an MGA or an InsurTech, just to make sure there's um, longevity there. Um, you know, then the ability to build access programs over carriers is also very important, you know, and how much of a tower um, the insured might need. You know, we just want to make sure that we can build the tower over primary or excess placements. And then, you know, the last thing, we're definitely seeing a trend as some carriers try and automate more of the more of the process and um, you know some of the relationship. You know, we we really still. I mean, this is a people business, and um, a lot gets done because of who you work with, the relationships you build over time, the deals you put together, the accounts you talk about and work through. Um, you know, and that short term um, those short term things lead to long term. Um, benefits for both sides, for carriers and for um, for brokers. So, you know, I, I hope the trend does not continue where, you know, underwriters are becoming less and less involved or less and less available to us uh, for discussions. I mean, I, I understand there's mm-hmm. a need for efficiency, but there's a balance that really needs to be struck. So that that's another big factor yeah. in kind of where and how we place business. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about user experience, Manny. So Cowbell was founded on the concept of cyber insurance made easy. Um, And that's in terms of easy to understand forms, simple application process, and speed. Do you find that this approach that Cowbell is doing is unique in the industry? Um, I, I think you guys, excuse me, definitely came out um, with a, a unique value proposition for what you were trying to do. I mean, I think overall, um, the way you built your data, the way you, um, the way that you manage risk and evaluate risk was definitely unique um, to the other carriers that were currently in the market and still continues to be unique. Um, I think, uh, you know, for us, the challenge, I mean, you have two forms, the 100 and the 250, and, you know, just quite candidly, sometimes as a broker, um, we we can't sell a lesser form because we just never know what could mm-hmm. happen. And so I, yeah. I think when we have carriers that do this, it becomes challenging for us. But um, there's a lot of clients um, and a lot of programs where that 100 form is very effective. So. Um, I, I think for you guys, you're always trying to innovate and create and to figure out, you know, the best methodology to provide the broadest coverage um, to a group of insured. So, you know, th- this is where the discussion comes into the process. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. um, even with all the technology and all the things that you've tried to do, you know, getting us getting on the phone with, you know, Dan or Cassie or um, or other people on your team and the ability to work through um, what we need is really critical. So, you know, I love the technology and the innovation and all the other things, 
but you know, maybe I'm a little old school in that, but I think we still, <laughs> you know, you still get more advantage and you still, um, are able to do a lot more business together with that personal human touch. So um, to answer your question, Absolutely. Very, very long way. I mean, I think you guys have done a great job <laughs> at simplifying what you can um, and then really mm-hmm. still maintaining that personal touch. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's definitely something that makes Cowbell stand out um, is even though we do have products that do have AI assisted underwriting, we still have that personal human touch, um, whether it's with our underwriting team or our national sales team and territory managers um, who are still out there in the field building those relationships uh, with brokers like RPS. Um, so let's talk a little bit about kind of what your experience has been like. Uh, with Cowbell, you and your team of brokers, um, specifically Manny? Well, that's kind of a tricky question because I, <laughs> I, I think obviously, you know, by the fact I'm here on this podcast, I think you could say we've been doing pretty well with you and we've been really <laughs> enjoyed the relationship. Um, you know, so a, a couple of key factors, you know, I, I think the um, creative underwriting approach that you guys have taken in a number of different areas. I mean, you've looked at accounts with claims and been able to evaluate it based on your cowbell factors in a different way that other places could not. Um, you've looked at some tough classes, you know, where um, other um, other carriers were, you know, afraid to put um, put forth limits. Um, you were able to evaluate controls and look at it against your cowbell factors and, and could do things that some of the other markets could not. So from that perspective, you know, you really um, earned and gained a lot of trust from our team. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that database you've created um, is really your secret sauce, you know, very much like the secret formula for Coke. I mean, no one can replicate it. Um, took a mm-hmm. lot of time and energy. And um, I mean, it, it really does give you the advantage of being able to do things differently. Um, you guys are open to um, a lot of feedback. I mean, you're constantly asking for it, which is great. And you make changes where it makes sense for you guys. Um, really love the communication that we've had on all sides, you know, the good and the bad and giving us feedback on where we can improve is always important. Um, you know, I talked about the claims. Absolutely. I talked about claims. I mean, working with Teresa and her team, it's been fabulous. Um, the flexibility you've shown there, um, you know, the partnerships you're developing um, with third parties is also pretty incredible. So, you know, all things that we can leverage for our insurance. Um, and, you know, I, I once again, I think the human element's great. You've hired a lot of great people, some really good people that are just, you know, enjoyable to work with. And, you know, you don't say no, you don't say yes all the time, you know, which is fine. But, you know, when Mm -hmm. um, but having a good discussion and being able to work through issues, you know, just being spending those five minutes on the phone mean a lot. So um, overall, really, really positive relationship, which has really um, created our success. Absolutely. Thank you for those insights. I think it's always helpful um, for our listeners, who is a combination of both policyholders and other brokers, to hear directly from partners who are working with us on on what their experience has been like. So thank you for sharing that. Um, So I know that we're coming up on renewal season. Um, very, very busy season of the year for everyone. So, Manny, what are your priorities and just kind of like your thought process uh, going into this time of the year? Well, um, as we get toward the end of the year, you know, insurance is notorious for, you know, 
having the holidays and not really being able to enjoy them. So mm-hmm. this has been a pretty tough year, I think, for our team. So, you know, one of the biggest things we're focused on is um, to continue with that balance. I mean, um, you know, the life work and the, and the burnout is real. Um, we have more people coming back to the office, yeah. but it's, you know, it's difficult, you know, and it's a very different environment and it's going to be very challenging, I think, as we look to um, the end of this year into 2023. So to be able to recharge the batteries is really important. Um, you know, as we look to 2023, I, I think for insureds, um, you know, for most classes of business, it will be um, a much better experience than it was in 22 and 21. Um, I think um, the market will be a little more competitive than it has been from a rate perspective. Um, but then on the flip side, I think there's going to be some coverage changes with um, respects to war and terrorism exclusions, maybe some ransomware sublimits, um, some things mm-hmm. that we're going to have to address in the market. So we're gearing up for all of that to be able to have those discussions with our partners and to really help them explain it to their customers. Um, you know, prepping early, uh, we definitely want to make sure that people are aware of the requirements that they will need to, you know, be able to procure insurance this year. You know, if you're under 25 million in revenue, it seems like, um, you know, the, the requirements and the restrictions have been lifted a little bit, but definitely over 25 million in revenue. Um, it's a different bar and for sure over a hundred million and two fifty, you know, the, the bar has been raised. So getting out early is very important. Um, and then, you know, it, it's just, once again, it's going to be a, a very interesting year. We'll continue to monitor loss trends and to see what happens. Um, but hopefully we won't get the, the big surprises as we did in the past couple of years, because those, those were tougher for our insurance to swallow. And we just want to make sure sure. we keep the balance of good coverage and pricing and terms and conditions. Absolutely. So, Manny, I really, really appreciate you sharing your insights with us and joining us on the Cowbell Factors podcast. It's been so amazing having you today. My pleasure. So please keep up the great work. I mean, we're really happy for your success and we wish you um, happy holidays and much continued success in 2023. Yes, absolutely. Same to you, Manny. Thank you so much. Tune in next week for another episode of the Cowbell Factors podcast. The Cowbell Factors podcast is now live on iHeartRadio, so hit the subscribe and follow button for updates and new episodes on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and more. More Cowbell. Cowbell.